Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Today. The Samson Barbecue Grill is the official grill of backyard fun for you and your mosquitoes. Whether you're grilling for one or feeding the whole brood of mosquitoes, our durable and portable grills are perfect for patios, backyards, and engorged mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by HelloFresh. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash ghost80 and enter ghost80. Have you ever described a job you had as a nightmare? Maybe it was a crazy demanding boss, a nutty coworker, or just insane everything. If you've ever had a workplace where you had to say, you can't make this shit up on a daily basis, we want to hear about it. Anonymously, of course, on our new podcast, Office Horror Stories. Each week, we'll play back your calls, read your stories, and discuss the craziest, most extreme and intense workplaces of all time. But to do that, we need your stories. If you have a crazy workplace story in your past or maybe even present, tell us about it anonymously. Just call toll-free 1-833-HATE-JOB. That's 833-HATE-JOB. Or write in your story on our website, officehorrorstories.com. We don't want your name. We don't want the name of the workplace. We just want your story. So you can go ahead and let it all out anonymously. Call toll-free 1-833-HATE-JOB. That's 1-833-HATE-JOB. Or write in your story on our website, officehorrorstories.com. That's officehorrorstories.com. Now you have an outlet to share the craziness that is or was your office. Then stay tuned as we launch the new podcast, Office Horror Stories, this fall. Tell us your story now at officehorrorstories.com. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, can dolls be haunted? Everyone seems to have an opinion on toy dolls. Either they're lovely characters that represent the innocence of childhood or they're disturbing reflections of an alternate reality where spirits can manipulate the living through toys. What do you do when the toys seem to be playing on their own? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 4802 or write in at real You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is an 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. You can write it on our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you would like to support our program, we would greatly appreciate that. It's only $5 a month and you get access to our bonus episodes, a brand new one released every single week. They're called 
EPP bonus episodes. Extra podcast person is what you become when you become a supporter of the program. Get access to all those and advanced episodes of the show. Commercial free. All there for you. Go to ghostpodcast.com and sign up and access it through that website. Or if you're a user of Patreon through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. And Hi. how are you this fine day? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. And uh, yeah. <laughs> this is where you insert something exciting and amazing into the conversation. I've got nothing. My brain is mush. Your brain is mush? Why is your brain mush? Because I'm exhausted. Why are you exhausted? I'm exhausted from all the stuff that's been going on with the kids and everything. You're being very, very vague. I am being very vague. Very vague yeah. with, with everything. <laughs> Would you like to share any more? Uh, I don't know. I don't care. You can share anything you want. I've told everybody in my my circle of people what what's what we're doing and as far as us as moving. Yeah, I guess you can just kind of go right to the point <laughs> if you'd like, you know, and just jump right into it, or or you could build that up kind of, and then all of a sudden you, you but boom. I'm okay. spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> so yeah, no, so. just getting the house ready to go on the market is always an adventure. <laughs> it is an adventure. And, and and since you addressed that we're moving, we might as well talk about that for a moment. Okay. We're, we are, we're, we're uh, obviously nothing's changing with the show. We just uh, will have another setting for the show. We're moving to Transylvania. No. And uh, we're going to be living in a cave. No. Underground. Because Jenny doesn't like sunlight anymore, which is really weird. As pale as I am, that's not true. <laughs> Uh, no, but we, uh, we've decided to, uh, to, to, to go to another location and, uh, there you go. I, I kind of alluded the other day to some frustrations with Carol. I've been alluding to a lot of frustrations with Carol <laughs> over the last uh, several uh, weeks or months. And um, I said, uh, I left it the other day with it's left us making some decisions. Okay. And that is uh, one of the decisions that we've made. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so nothing's going to change on the show, but uh, we're going to be, you know, packing up our stuff. and Yeah. I mean, last time we moved, we didn't even miss an EPP, so. No, everything, it's going to keep going nonstop, yeah. uh, but, um, yeah, except the cave, it's going to be the. the um, There's not going to be a cave involved. <laughs> That'd be great. No. Are there houses that we're looking at have a cave in them? No, not that we're looking at, but I did see one on Realtor in the town where we're looking that is literally like you go through a hobbit door and it goes down <laughs> into the ground uh-huh. and the title is wake up in paradise. I was like, that looks like a dungeon. Wake up in paradise. It's a hobbit door that goes in. What is this? Like one of those houses that are like kind of in a moat. What, what is this? What are you talking it's about? It's like, it's like a mostly underground kind of natural structure house. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I've never seen anything like it. I must've not seen this one. Yeah, this was, I don't even know how to find it again, but it popped up in my search and I'm like, what the hell is that? I, I remember, I think that some of those are the product of like the 70s um, where it was very eco-friendly houses. Remember like the geodesic dome sure. houses? Yeah. It's from around that time because some of those houses uh, were built into the ground as well. Okay. Um, where it's kind of of that sort of a structure. It has a lot to do with what you're using the earth to insulate and to cool and to do a lot of things naturally. So, I mean, th- there are 
somewhat practical purposes for it if you enjoy grass uh, you know for the side and i have seen those before they're essentially Mm -hmm. like they're they're above ground but they are grassed all the way around it's like you're into a hill essentially this was more like you're gonna open the door and trolls are gonna be on the other side you're gonna go down into the ground (laughs) it's like a missile silo or something and there's like stone walls and all kinds of really weird stuff oh i gotta see this one i have not uh you gotta find that I, I'd love, I'll try and find it for you. It's in the area where we're looking? It, yeah, because it popped up when I was searching in that general area. Okay. The next question I was going to have is, where are you going to? Okay. You want to say where we're going to? You say. I've yeah. shared enough. Uh, we're going to northern uh, Iceland no. is the plan. I hate the she cold. She loves the cold. I hate the cold. Uh, Arkansas is the area we're exploring. Uh, there's a little... It's myriad a, of cities together. There's, a metropolitan yeah, area. Yeah. Uh, not Little Rock. Uh, Bentonville, Fayetteville, uh, Rogers, that general mm-hmm. vicinity is where we're uh, exploring. There's going to be like 10 people going, oh my God, I live there. So That'd be awesome. So that's uh, that's the, uh, the destination. But uh, all this is in the works. And that's what we've been doing literally every single day uh, is painting and getting the house and ready Coming and on almost two weeks kind of got to de-ghost the house too because it's one of those weird things and people come into your house for no. like a showing they're like oh my not like no not like exercise demons but i mean like take our logo off of things we do <laughs> because people yeah i mean the last house that we sold come to find out the the owners they knew what we did I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know how they figured it out, but it was literally I think the day that they were moving in or, or something. Well, well, we 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 were there finishing up packing and loading the truck yeah. when they were doing their final walkthrough, and they were like, "Oh my god, my brother's such a huge fan." <laughs> I like, remember that. Oh my god, you know who I am. And it was like we've never actually spoken, and no. we, I don't know how they they connected dots, but I don't know. Maybe maybe because there's a giant studio in the garage. And it kind of, you know, it kind of creeps out a little bit when you're like, yeah, how did they know that? I I still don't know to this day. Yeah. I mean, we take our pictures and stuff down when we start doing showings and everything. Mm -hmm. Really depersonalize the house, which anybody should do. But it was like, hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Anywho, uh, on with this week's program, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at real ghost stories online let's go to our uh, first letter it says hey uh, guys my name's callie and my real ghost story is a dream ghost story i call this dream the house of dolls because it usually includes a house full of dolls i've only had this dream twice in my life and it's the same each time except for one difference the size of my family The first time I had this dream, I was five or six years old, and it starts out with my family and me stopping for a strange house in the middle of the woods. Throughout the dream, my family and I explore the house and observe that everything, such as the oven, refrigerator, etc., is powered by dolls of different sizes. At the end of the dream, my family and I are outside of the house. I look over to our vehicle, and in the dream, and see that there's another child in it that looks exactly like my now six-year-old little sister. I have three younger sisters, and I'm the oldest. I then look up at the side of the house, at the attic window, and see a pitch-black figure standing there 
watching me. This was in 2011, a year before my six-year-old sister was born. The second one was in 2014, a year before my youngest sister was born. She's currently three and turning four this year. Each time that dream happened, there was always a dark figure at the end right before I woke up. And I'd always see my younger siblings in the dream a year before they're born. Ever since the second time that I had the dream, I have had this odd feeling that I'm being watched. Everywhere I go, there's a sort of, or lack of a better word, evil presence around me. Even as I'm typing this, I can feel it near me. I'm constantly scared whenever I'm in a room by myself, and I'm worried that whatever this evil presence is, that it wants to hurt me or others around me. I know that all this sounds silly coming from someone who just who is a teenager, but it's all very true and scares me constantly, even when I just think about it. I'd like to hear what you guys on Real Ghost Stories Online have to say about all this. I've been listening to your show for a long time now and haven't felt comfortable telling anyone about this other than my family until now. Love the show. Keep it up. I can answer any questions and describe more of the strange feeling I get and the dreams uh, if uh, you want to know more. Thoughts? It's almost premonition-like mm-hmm. in, in the prediction, or not really prediction, but the seeing future siblings. And I would say, you know, if if your parents are past the point of having any more kids, you may not have that dream again. But I don't know why there's a black, dark shadow figure that's there with the younger sibling. It means your sibling's evil. No. And you should stay away from them. It's like the, it's like the omen child. No, I don't think that. But it it's odd, but it is almost like a, a premonition. Yeah, the, what I was wondering about the odd feeling and, and her interpretation of it being dark, and I'm just wondering, is it really, is it is it truly a, a dark thing, or is it just the fact that this is an odd feeling that you haven't really, you're having it consistently now, but it's something that's new. Um, is it something that it is kind of scary just because it is an odd and it's a newer phenomena for you and that you're interpreting it as scary when really it's just you're sensing this other presence that's there so i'm wondering if it truly is a negative thing or just something that's out of the ordinary that you know would, would you know definitely be troubling mm-hmm. uh, but maybe you it hasn't she hasn't quite honed in yet on what it all means because i don't there's nothing really in the story that seems to be negative no, I mean, she keeps referring to it being a dark, scary type mm-hmm. feeling. So I have to kind of go with her on yeah. trusting your gut when you get that scary feeling. I think that's very different than just this is a new experience. Okay. So siblings' eyes change colors at all? I mean, going back to the omen thing. <laughs> have you ever seen the omen? I haven't. I don't know if I have or not. They they They, they redid that a couple of years ago, didn't they? I don't remember. We should watch it sometime as a family. The family eyes change there. colors? Like, what do you mean? Like, if a child's eyes turn red, that's usually not a good sign. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant, like, if they change from one color to another. People can do that, can't they? Like, some people almost have, like, eyes that are like, uh, like, what's the stone that... Uh, it's almost like an, yeah, like an opal almost, yeah, where yeah. it takes on different colors. Like, I was four when my eye color, just, my eye color went from blue to green. It was kind of weird because that's very late for kids to change their eye color. That is weird. But then Livy did it too. She had blue eyes up until mm-hmm. she was about four or five. Now she's got green eyes. Weird. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I wonder if Harps are going to change because she's got blue eyes. I don't know. I, she's past it though. She's seven. Yeah, that's so true. I think she's past that point. They turn red some days. And then... <laughs> There's days where I swear that child, she's just going <clears> to... <throat> 
kill us in our sleep. She speaks in tongues. <laughs> it's great fun. All right, back to the ghost stories in just a moment. First, I want to thank our supporter today, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. That's what I love about HelloFresh. It makes making meals absolutely simple. And right now, you guys can get $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash ghost80 and enter ghost80. Not bad. HelloFresh, like I said, they make things so simple. How do they make things so simple? Regardless of your comfort in the kitchen, regardless of your skill level in the kitchen or your confidence in the kitchen is what it really kind of comes down to. They give you step-by-step recipes, pre-measured ingredients, and the recipes, pictures along with them, makes it so easy to see if you're doing the right thing. You'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. If your family has said, I didn't think you could cook, you're going to just, they're going to blow them away by what you can do with HelloFresh. It's it's awesome. Uh, these amazing meals in uh, just about 30 minutes. You can't go wrong there. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips, takeout food. HelloFresh has you covered. Break out of the dinner rut with HelloFresh 20-plus seasonal chef-inspired recipes. Each week, you get variety to choose from. As we used to say back in the radio world, today's best variety of continuous hit dishes. I don't think dishes, I think it was like music, but dishes is what we'll talk about here. It's great stuff um, and really is a ton of variety for you. Something for everybody and your family as well, from family recipes to uh, calorie smart, vegetarian, fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. They got it for you. It's really fun and it changes throughout the seasons. Anyway, check it out for yourself. I love them. For 80 bucks off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Ghost80 and enter Ghost80. Again, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Ghost80 and enter Ghost80. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number. The Real Ghost Stories online. Let's go to our next uh, letter. It says, hey, just started binge listening to your shows and couldn't uh, resist telling a couple of my experiences. Like many of your listeners, I've had many that go as far back as I could remember and possibly before. I believe so because I've always been afraid of having my eyes open in the dark. And until now, I just keep them closed until I could switch on a light. Not that it matters. Most of my experiences happen in plain daylight. The earliest and most vivid experience I had happened in my previous childhood home when I was in fourth grade in 1984. As I was about to go to sleep one night, I was saying my night prayers. I was a very Catholic child. I opened my eyes and saw a lady that I could describe as Mary Poppins looking. She was wearing a white lace dress that covered most of her. It was very form-fitting and she was very slender. She had dark brown hair and had it up in a messy bun and an old-fashioned do. I think she was from the early 1900s. She was also very pale and bruised. I felt so bad for her, but I was so scared. I kept praying for her for what felt like hours, and she wouldn't go away. Remember, I covered myself with my blanket and would remove it many times, and she would still be there. I was so disappointed as how much my parents failed to make her go away that my faith suffered a deep blow that I still feel today. I even told my grandfather about uh, about it after, and he brushed it off. He told me there were no such thing as ghosts because Jesus had died for our sins and that we wouldn't linger around after death. Of course, I wasn't convinced, and instead I became even more disappointed in my faith. Not all my paranormal experiences as a child were bad, though. I also remember seeing my then-recently-deceased white cat, Kathy, 
This happened around the same time as the Mary Poppins lady experience. My cat Kathy was lying down on my bed as I walked to walked to go was walking to go to bed. I remember her lying on the foot of my bed being cute, lying on her back as if she wanted me to rub her belly. I just ran to her and cried from joy and lay next to her and eventually fell asleep like that. I was very attached to her and had gotten a fever from crying so much a year before when my neighbor's dog killed her. I also saw and felt my first shadow person at that home. I was about 17 when that happened. I was in the kitchen and had just put some leftovers in the microwave and turned around to wash my hands. As I turned back around to walk across the kitchen towards the microwave, I walked through a shadow. Before I walked through it, I remember being confused because the light was above me and I couldn't understand how there could be my shadow in front of me. Nonetheless, how could I walk through it? Even weirder was the feeling of walking through it. It felt like walking through sand, prickly, and if that makes any sense. I had never heard about uh, shadow people back then as much as I tried researching my experience online. This was the late 90s. I couldn't find an explanation. It wasn't until the ghost show started airing in the 2000s that I began to feel validated, as I do now, listening to your show. Thanks for that, by the way. Well, now we know what it feels like to walk through a shadow person. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine it's almost like, well, like what she said, but I always kind of figured it was more like, um, you know, when you used to get too close to the TV screen and your arm hairs would stand up. Sure. Yeah. I always felt figured it would feel like that. Nope. Nope. More like sand. Yeah. Sandpaper. Ugh. Like an electric sander rubbing all over you. Oh, nice. <laughs> With uh, 80 grade sandpaper. 80 grit. 80 grit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Grit. That was great. No. It's great. Okay. Now, you know, I was wondering during that about certain properties, because it sounds like this house, you know, very much you could be in there and you could sense things and maybe other places not so much for this individual. But uh, there it was, you know, very much a hotbed. It kind of made me wonder, are there some homes where it's just so conducive for seeing these things where others it's not almost like a foggy day if you took like a laser pointer and shot it through the fog on a, a real foggy day you'll, you'll see that whole beam mm-hmm. going through it um you know when the fog's gone it's not there you know is is a haunted house or there are somehow haunted houses almost like that just the environment the energy the air whatever it is is it just that much more conducive for seeing these things than other locations, just like a foggy day where it's going to come across to everybody because of whatever the, the, the principles in the air are that, uh, that allow these things to be seen, whereas other places are not. And there's nothing to do in some cases with your sensitivity level. Some places it's just, it's just there. It just has the ability to, uh, to, to gives you the ability to be able to see these things. I could see that because so many times we have people say, well, the, you know, the house always felt so heavy or so, mm-hmm. you know, like the air was so thick, like there was a physical property to the haunting. Yeah. So and maybe it has something to do with that. It's kind of an interesting analogy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of came to mind. So I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. Thanks for sharing your story with us. 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Ghost Podcast is where you go to become an extra podcast person. 
get all the bonus episodes of the show or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. When you become an EPP member, that's an extra podcast person. Like I said, you get all the bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week. You have access to our complete audio book. That is there as well. You also get a, a e-copy of the book as well. Um, and uh, advanced episodes of the program weeks before they're sent out to the public and they're commercial free. So it's a lot of advantages there uh, to support our program at five bucks a month to get all that extra stuff. Uh, and, and like I said, that's what keeps this show afloat. So if you like it, you've been listening for a while, chip in five bucks a month. We'd really appreciate it. And you get all those extras as a thank you at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories next letter says it had to be about 2000 or 2001 because i was about 12 to 13 give or take we moved from california to new hampshire when i was five and had lived in the city of dover it was calm and nothing strange ever happened there which is why my experience a few years later when we moved to rochester were so incredible to me we moved into one of those old houses that had been one large old building and then turned into an apartment complex. I don't think any of us really thought about the age of the place so much until we found this old pantry in the basement. I have a brother. He's the oldest and a sister, the middle child. We all had the same feelings about the basement. We always felt watched. My sister and I felt dreadful when we had to go down. It was almost after we lived there for a couple of years. When our landlord cleared out a bunch of old junk and lumber from one of the corners of the basement, and we found a door behind it all. We, of course, were curious, so we got the door open, which wasn't easy, and we went in. We were grossed out by all the old jars we found on cement shelves because they seemed to be full of old fruits, jams, and other such things. The place was obviously one of those old rooms because there were people used before refrigerators. It was gross. So we cleaned it out a little. I read a lot about old things being disturbed or places being entered that hadn't been in in a long time, bringing about activity. And I often wonder if that's what caused the following years to be so eventful until we moved out. I remember several occurrences. I can remember talking to my sister briefly about everything and understanding that she felt as much fear of the basement as I did and often felt odd and watched. We didn't go into detail of anything at that point. I was a kid, and so was she, and it freaked us out. We didn't want to have an encounter with the paranormal kind at the time. I remember sitting at the table in the kitchen having a normal conversation with my neighbor in the middle of talking, uh, or talking with the sink turned on. We just both froze. It was in the middle of the afternoon. We had to get up, walk over, and turn it back off. It wasn't just a sudden drip or anything. It had turned the handle back full blast. I can remember sitting in the living room and having my old toy remote car. I was playing with it, turned on its headlights so I could turn off the big light. I was young. It was summer vacation. And I was the only one still up. When I set the remote buttons up on the seat next to me and walked over to the light switch, the toy car started driving itself back and forth. I kicked it and ran to my mother's room. The car's wheels were not moving when we returned, and it never malfunctioned in that way before or after that one incident. It had scared me very much. For the most part, the house didn't scare us or me. I would be afraid when I saw the shadows in the corner of my eye or when my sister would shout to empty air to stop whispering her name. But beyond the moment it happened, I wouldn't feel threatened, really. The only time I did was in the basement, and even then, it wasn't consistent. 
I didn't like to go down for the most part. It would make me feel isolated, watched, and like something was going to happen. Sometimes, however, I'll say I'd go down and feel normal about it. One day that made me truly believe and give into the idea that the place may have been haunted was not one of those sometimes. I had denied it for the most part, and when the house came up in conversation, I would only say it would be creepy, but it was old and leave it at that. I talked to my neighbor Nicole sometimes, but not in detail as she experienced similar things herself. On this day, my friend Ashley had been over. It was late in the day, but not close enough to call it an evening. I remember clear as day I was doing laundry. I was on the second load and she was telling me about some of the girls in her class. It was your generic middle school drama, Who Likes Who. It was the summer before I went into high school. I had to switch over to laundry, and as I went down, she chose to follow me and sat towards the bottom of the stairs so that while I was facing the washer, I could look forward to the left and see her. Forward to my right was the stairs leading out of the basement directly outside, and to the left of the stair was the creepy old pantry room. I liked to keep an eye out of that door because sometimes I felt like someone was watching me from right there. I also kept an eye straight to my left all the way to the back of the basement, it was always very dark and you couldn't see clearly. I hated the idea of something sneaking up on me from there. She sat down and I started in with the laundry as I was just about done and ready to head back up when I heard her take a sharp breath. I tossed the last fistful of clothes into the dryer and looked up just in time to watch her scream and run up the stairs. I didn't feel anything particularly offsetting at that moment, and when I looked around the room, I didn't see anything, so I assumed it was a spider and closed the washer before turning to the dryer. That's when the hair on the back of my neck stood on end, and I felt an urge to run. I kicked the door shut with my foot, hit the start button hard and fast, turned and got myself up the stairs. When I got there, Ashley locked the door behind me and started apologizing repeatedly. I just asked for what, of course, and I was confused. She finally calmed down enough and said that she saw a tall person. She'd have said a man, but it was just a shadow. It wasn't something solid, but at the same time it was there and it was coming up behind me. Of course, I realized why she was sorry, but I was way too shocked to really say anything about that because I was astonished. I hadn't told Ashley any details about what I had seen from time to time. I'd never seen it dead on like she described, but what she talked about was what I had noticed as well in the brief moments that I had seen it. I went to my sister after this for more details and finally told her everything. When I did, she didn't seem anywhere near as shocked as I thought she should be. She told me she knew what I was talking about and she felt it too, which I knew she did. But she also heard whispering, which of course I also knew she did. And after she'd finally accepted that glimpses she'd seen and saw of what she heard and saw that she had heard and saw things, she said that she was sure there was a little girl in that house. She said she thought there was a man too. She felt like there was a woman. She said she didn't really know what was in the basement, and she didn't like it. About a year and a half before we moved out of that apartment, my dad had an experience. He woke up feeling like he was being watched and saw a woman standing at the end of his bed. He thought maybe he was still slightly asleep and was seeing things, so he said he closed his eyes for a minute and stretched out to wake up, then looked again, but she was still there. He realized then that she was there, but she wasn't. She didn't look right. She was dressed in a white dress, but it didn't look right either. 
He said at that point his heart jumped into his throat. She turned calmly and pointed at the corner that joined his room to my sister's and mine, as well as the neighbor's living room, like she wanted him to see something. But Dad was so startled, he screamed and grabbed my mother to wake her up. She, of course, woke up, and so did the rest of us, but she didn't see anything. The rest of the occurrences, I can't really say for sure if they were. I'd wake up like something was touching me or try to pull me, and I would startle awake, but I can't say for sure if it's anything because I was asleep. And Though I feel startled and disoriented, sure of uh, what I think I felt when I woke up, I didn't see anything. And the fact remains, I like to be a skeptic before a believer I can't say it wasn't part of a dream that I just don't remember. I missed some memories, but I wasn't completely sad to move out. I slept better once we did. I've moved again since then, and things are still nice and calm where I am. It was only on that apartment that so far that I've had such things happen to me. I felt that some sort of I'm being watched feeling in other places, but no experiences that were extensive or definitive. Of course, I knew what I experienced, but I can't prove any of it to anyone that wasn't there. I'm very open to hearing anyone's opinions of what happened. They can rationalize what has gone on. I'd love to hear your thoughts. It makes you wonder why that room was boarded up to begin with. You know, beyond, we just can't use this as storage space. You know, Mm -hmm. said nobody ever. You know, it's just yeah. like, what happened to make them, whoever did it, board it up? That's what I'm specifically looking for. That's what I said to our real estate agent the other day. I said, find me a house with a room that's boarded up. Yeah. That we can't, nobody's using out of fear. <laughs> and he's like, what? I said, that's what I'm looking for. There's one must have. That's it. Fear room. Fear room. Yeah, fear room. That's messed up. <laughs> And then he said, you have to find another person to work with. I'm yeah, sorry. So. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's um, it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it almost falls in the category too. Th- this house, what we were talking about earlier with the house and the story previous with the, it seemed to be just that house. Yeah. They didn't have the experiences elsewhere. It was more so there was something about that property that lent it to, to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in uh, in house hunting that uh, I asked you this the other day? I said, "Do you want to ask about through every house we go through if anyone died in it?" And you said, "Do you?" <laughs> I said, "No, because then if we really like the house and someone did, you're not going to want to live there." Well, that's true. But what if? Would you rather just not know? No, we asked on this house. Do you remember that? No, I don't. We did. Really? Yeah. How did that? I had our agent ask. I wanted to know. And there had been so few people living at full time. I mean, there was one family when it was first built. Mm-hmm. And then they weren't here but like a couple of years. And they moved. And yeah. They weren't old. It was almost like the abandoned haunted house for a while. And then, yeah. And then the older gentleman that we got it from had it. But he had it just as a vacation home. So nobody lived here for the bulk of the years that it's been around. Or did they? No. So I, I was you know, didn't know that at first. So I wanted to know if anybody had passed away in the home. Because in Branson, where people go to retire, it's a thing. People die in their homes. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> well, when you have an area where it's full of retirees. Yeah, it just kind of naturally happens. It naturally happens. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I wanted to know, but I don't know that any of the homes that we're looking at this time are going to mm -hmm. be old enough to have had much history, which I know that doesn't necessarily disqualify it yeah. from being haunted. Yeah, it's double homicides and stuff. And, and that's homes. why I want to ask if anybody's ever died in the home. Because if it's like the murder house in the block, <laughs> I don't want to live in the murder house. Murder house on the block. <laughs> no. We a great name for another podcast. Murder house on the block. Brought to you by... <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we'll ask, or you can ask, and I'll just kind of... You can pretend I'm crazy while we ask that question. Has anyone, you can say, has anyone died here, or murdered here, or... I will say, have there been any deaths on the property? Has there been any fatalities? Any deaths on the property? Do it, like, more, use, use a little more grit to the word, no. fatality. No. Fatalities on the property. Should but, I ask but it like see, that? if you say any deaths on the property, that also includes, has this been a battleground? Which is a thing now where in the area where we are. Oh, well, that would disqualify a lot of neighborhoods then, wouldn't it? I just want to know. Well, they I don't know that that's something that they have to disclose that part. They have to disclose if someone died in the house. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they have to disclose... If they don't have knowledge of it. If they don't have knowledge of it, they can't, you know. But they, they should have knowledge of a death in the property. That ha that has to be on record somewhere. But I don't know that it would necessarily be on, like, their type of record of, like... Well, it's not going to be on the battle MLS ground. battle of whatever fought in the kitchen, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those things, though, that most places... Like, we know where the battlegrounds are in this area. Yeah. Twelve Union soldiers died right by the sunroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Ignore the banging. The Twelve Union soldiers like to come back every night for a smoke. <laughs> it's like you might smell tobacco smoke every now and then, but other than I that, think above all, I'm just going to go with my gut on how the house feels. Okay. You were like that when we were looking around here. There was one that we we didn't stay long, did we? Well, it was dark and cavernous too. So I really, I kind of wonder, like, was it? Was it gut or was it more it's dark and cavernous that, you know, because there's there's some things where it will just give you that feeling just because of the aesthetic of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, our three year old busted out into tears. You remember that, too? Yeah. She didn't like that. Either. Yeah. That was about the same time she freaked out at the Titanic Museum. So what do you, yeah. you know, it I was kind of the same sort of a reaction went with it. Yeah. And we did find out that 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 house actually had uh there was uh, people that were locked in that basement That's for like bullshit. seven years. No, and, that did no, not happen. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they, they found these claw marks on the wall. People literally clawed their way out. It was That's really not true. <laughs> but uh, oh, there you go. 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's do uh, this call here. Hi. Hey guys, uh, I just started listening to your podcast and it's pretty great. Um, I'm McKenna. I'm currently in Tucson, Arizona. And this is about a time I saw a shadow person, skinwalker sort of thing. Uh, I was out walking my dog like we do every night and given it's pretty hot around here, I don't like to walk him when it's light out. Only because the pavement gets so hot for his paws. So we were walking around this corner. It was pretty dark. It was around 9, 30, 10. And 
walking across the street in my neighborhood and we first my dog sees it and he immediately stops and stares down the sidewalk and I was like oh what are you doing man come on and I look and I see the clearest day shape of a man like a dark shadowy figure and I instantly get chills and my dog was He's normally a pretty barky dog, and he wasn't saying a thing, but at full alert, staring at this thing. And I thought maybe, oh, it was a, you know, shape in the tree or something, but this thing was standing there and looking right at us. And, you know, I promptly went at kind of a diagonal to see if I could get a better look. And what I saw was no trees in the way, nothing that could obscure the vision, and it was clear as day, just a black shadowy figure. And it's giving me chills as I'm talking about it right now. But yeah, that was one of the first paranormal experiences I've had. Uh, but yeah, thanks for making show so great. I appreciate all the sarcastic humor. And uh, if I hear anything more, I'll see anything more. I'll be sure to call again. Thanks, guys. I think the dogs are your best uh, ghost barometer. Cats are pretty good, too. I like to take the cat for a walk sometimes, and the cat <laughs> will oftentimes tell me where the ghosts are. You know, that would be so cool. I could see Bubbles being one of those cats that'll walk along with you on the leash. I'll let you get him into that. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems the personality type. He's pretty gung-ho to do whatever. He's not a super asshole cat where he's no. like, I'm just going to sit here and you can look at me, and that's about it. He's the... Uh, was it ragdoll cat? Is that the... He's he's probably part ragdoll. I yeah. mean, he's not like... We didn't get him and they said he's a ragdoll cat. But the way he's just so... He he could care less if you carry him around, you know. The way Harper picks him up sometimes. Yeah. Or, or had when, when she was little. The, the, the most patient cat. <laughs> like, all the cats I've had in the past, had they been handled the way Harper handled the cat when she was a little kid? Uh, like little, little, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been claw, like she would have been clawed up, yeah. you know, because the cat would go, you know, just go nuts with no regard for the human whatsoever or their size. This cat, it's like a stuffed animal mm-hmm. that's a cat. And and th- just the other day, she she was out in the garage trying to to round him up, and uh, and and she got him. And she's like, it's just holding him almost like she did when she was little. You yeah. know, the cat's like almost hanging upside down. Oh God! And, and he's just like meow. <laughs> it's like very past like okay we'll do this for a little bit <laughs> it's like he's just the best cat in the world but yeah. I, I i don't know that you could get him to walk i mean i don't know like i think i think you could drag him and he wouldn't care i think he would be like okay i'm sledding you know <laughs> you could probably put roller skate you probably put like skates on him he might skate he would roll down the hill and we'd never see him again <laughs> he would just go and he'd be like just like slowly turning his head to the side as he's going down the hill hi <laughs> Meow. <laughs> he just go. But he does not like the outside. No, he hates it. No, he's uh He tolerates going on the screened porch, but he does not like being outside. He sits at the door and balls. He's like, this is the worst thing ever. Maybe he's half vampire. Like ragdoll vampire. He does have those fangs, you know? <laughs> he's a vampire ragdoll cat. We should dress him up as a Dracula. I bet you could dress that cat up. Now, yeah. most cats you can't dress up, but that thing I bet I bet you could put Yeah. <laughs> we Dracula for Halloween.
That'd be fun. That'd be great. Uh, that's going to wrap up the program for today. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person in EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the uh, ebook, and the audio book. You get it all when you sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. The Samson Barbecue Grill is the official grill of backyard fun for you and your mosquitoes. Whether you're grilling for one or feeding the whole brood of mosquitoes, our durable and portable grills are perfect for patios, backyards, and engorged mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. Support for this podcast is provided by LiveRight, publisher of the book Let Them Eat Tweets, How the Right Rules in an Age of Extreme Inequality. Political scientists Jacob Hacker and Paul Pearson show how corporations and the super-rich have allied with Trumpian right-wing populism to advance an agenda of tax cuts, deregulation, and business-friendly courts. They lay bare how such plutocratic populism threatens American democracy and how to fight back. Let Them Eat Tweets is available now wherever books are sold. The Samson Barbecue Grill is the official grill of backyard fun for you and your mosquitoes. Whether you're grilling for one or feeding the whole brood of mosquitoes, our durable and portable grills are perfect for patios, backyards, and engorged mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. If you are anything like us at Thrift Books, you love books. You know, real books. Made of ink and printed on paper. With over 13 million used and new books, starting as low as $3.99, Thrift Books has your next great adventure. Affordable textbook or cozy afternoon. Any format, edition, and condition. Right at your fingertips. Visit thriftbooks.com slash podcast and find your next favorite book today. For the love of books, Thrift Books. If you are anything like us at Thrift Books, you love books. You know, real books, made of ink and printed on paper. With over 13 million used and new books, starting as low as $3.99, Thrift Books has your next great adventure. Affordable textbook or cozy afternoon. Any format, edition, and condition, right at your fingertips. Visit thriftbooks.com slash podcast and find your next favorite book today. For the love of books, Thrift Books.